Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast, you guys. <laughs> we have the God's Vibes mastermind officially open for enrollment. You actually heard it here first. Well, unless you, of course, you applied and we've emailed you, but you officially heard it here first. The God's Vibes mastermind is open for enrollment. Also, this means that prep week starts on Monday, October 2nd, and we'll go for the entire week. Some y'all, if you join, let's say on Tuesday, Thursday, you can binge it <laughs> if you need there, but it's so rich that it might take some time to unpack. So give yourself the luxury of giving yourself this prep week before we officially start on Monday, October 9th. I'm going to give and deliver a message today that I believe will be very powerful and relevant for you, but this mastermind is not just a program. This is not a course that you just set and forget, right? Like you just get in there and you sit like this is literally loaded <laughs> with wisdom, with keys, with strategies that not only unlock you, but unlock your destiny. And this is so, so important because I think sometimes we don't realize that we could have, let's say, a promise of God, right? Like we could actually have a promise of God. But the thing with that is, is that we actually need keys to unlock our destiny. There's some things that will not happen in our life even when we have a promise, but we don't have the keys. And I know this to be true. If you've ever, you know, really wanted to believe something, maybe you've rehearsed scripture over and over, but you knew deep down on the inside that you don't believe it. You could affirm it all day, every day, but you just don't believe it and you don't know what is blocking or stopping you. Well, stay tuned. We're going to cover that in this episode today, but I will tell you that God knows exactly who needs to be in this mastermind, exactly when they're ready exactly the right ingredients to bring these people together for such a time as this. He's prepared minds. He's prepared hearts. He's prepared spirits. We've prayed over you and we're covering you. So if you know that this is for you, don't hesitate. You've done that long enough. There's a sense of urgency. The world is getting darker. The world needs hope. And that means that the world is in dire need of you. But in order for you to serve well, you have to be healthy. And that doesn't happen from the outside in. That doesn't happen from lying to yourself. That doesn't even happen by pretending and faking your way. That happens from a real life transformation of your heart of your insides that totally affects and prepares you for your outsides. So if you know that you've been sitting on this mastermind and that this mastermind is an answer to prayer, do not hesitate. Go now, www.courageco.org. Click on enroll and get yourself plugged in there. When you get plugged in, you will get instant access to the prep week. You will be able to join us on weekly calls 
which will become something that you look forward to, some place where you can just receive. You don't have to be somebody. You can just receive and get encouraged, get prayed for, get these keys that can help unlock you and your destiny. You will also get a declaration deck sent your way. I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. You will get the 30-day devotional. You will get two bonus courses, tons of journal prompts, over 35 plus journal prompts, self-coaching prompts, guided meditations and visualizations, and the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You will be equipped. You will be equipped. You will get training and you will feel supported, sometimes for the first time in your life. Sometimes you didn't even know that it was possible to be supported in this way. So go get plugged in. Give yourself this gift. You are worthy of it. You deserve it. If you've never invested in you, it's high time you start doing it. You are worthy of this investment and you will get a return on investment that is beyond likely at this point what you can think or imagine. If you have any questions at all, you can email our team info at julianapage.com. But go get plugged in now, www.courageco.org. All right, y'all. The message today is a powerful one, and I feel like it's a relevant one. It's really about how we can show up as powerful people in our lives. It became very evident to me as God delivered the three-day challenge on the power of the anointing that we often live thinking that weakness is our inheritance or that we have to control our lives. Many are still under this impression, and that leads to massive amounts of suffering, and it brings us straight out of alignment into a lot of mess that we didn't have to deal with in the first place. But many of us have a misunderstanding of what it means to be powerful. We get words like power, authority, influence, really confused. And how many of you know if those are in the right hands, that's a beautiful thing. But if those are in the wrong hands, especially of people that are hurt, broken, fearful, desperate, it is devastating and destructive. So we're going to talk about what it looks like in one angle, at least today, to be a powerful person. A powerful person. A lot of times we pray for the prayer of Jabez, right? Like, Lord, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Like, we get all excited about it. We dance. We turn around. We do all the things, right? That sounds really, really fun. Like, yes, Lord, enlarge my territory. A lot of times we're like, give me my boo. Give me the money. Prosper my business. A lot of times that's what we're thinking about when we say, God, enlarge our territory. But let me tell you what actually happens first. There is a prerequisite. So if you are praying that and you actually enter a wilderness, here's why. Your capacity has to be enlarged before your territory can be enlarged, period. We talked about on the power of the anointing. This is available in the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle. So you can go back and you can listen to all the replays. In fact, when you purchase the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle, you get all of the masterclasses and challenges that we've ever done. In addition to a bunch of guest interviews, which are also just testimonies that can stir up your faith, okay? So inside the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle, you will find the power of the anointing. You can go back and re-listen to this. But we talked about in that challenge that many have a wilderness 
a big wilderness before stepping into their promised land of operating powerfully in the anointing of God. And the anointing is the measure of power that God dispenses into a human vessel. Okay, and he does that differently. Why? Because he wants to make sure that we are found faithful and trustworthy, that we have a childlike heart, a heart that is after God's own heart, not our own agendas and ambitions, that is not self-serving and self-centered, but is a heart of service that is full of God's love. And one of the signs that that is happening is we're producing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives because we can't produce the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit of God on the inside, right? So God lets us experience a wilderness to test and see what we are made of and what we activate when life is challenging us, when life is crushing us, when we have pressure on us from every side. What happens to you? Do you just try to get through what you're going through? Do you try to escape it? Or do you recognize that you are a seed and you grow through what you go through? You really can't do that without the Spirit of God. All right, so we talk about that. There's actually a big, big wilderness before flowing in greater measures of power. And then you also have what seem to be smaller versions of that big wilderness in your life. Why? Because you go from glory to glory and strength to strength when you're on a faith-walking journey. And that means that your reward for growing through what you're going through is your next level, which means your next battle, your next wilderness, your next challenge, right? So we're not getting over this. We're not going to escape the fact that life is going to be full of trials and tests of many kind, right? Of many kinds. But God is going to deliver us out of them all. He's going to work them for our good and perfect all things concerning us. But we've got to partner with him for that to be true. All right. God actually designed us to be powerful people. Weakness is not your inheritance. It is not your inheritance. But before your territory can be enlarged, your capacity has to be enlarged. Okay? So I want to talk for a second about how you can start thinking about that. Okay? I know I have been coaching professionally since 2009, okay? So I know in the beginning of my journey, there was a lot of talk about energy leadership and about energy, right? And I identify with being an energy ninja of sorts. And what I mean by that is that I understand how the brain operates. I understand how our emotions function. I know how to start processing what is going on in our heart. I understand how our behavior and decision-making happens. I understand how trauma can impact our operating system. I understand a lot of energy. And why? Because I didn't for a majority of my life. I was definitely around a lot of circumstances and conditions where I saw a lot of lot of broken, dysfunctional things happening. And I knew that there was something significant about all of that, that there was a way to start changing that, that those were not the way. All these crazy things that I was witnessing and experiencing, this cannot be reality. This cannot be the way. And I know there is another way, okay? So that voracious hunger and desire to find another way has always been there, okay? But what I was really most desperate for was the way, 
And when I started coming into relationship with God, that changed everything about me, about what I pursue, and now about how I do what I do, okay? Because a lot of times what we're trained to think about, especially when it comes to our insides, we start to think that a thought creates an emotion which creates our behavior, right? So that's what we we start to think, right? Like I have a thought, there's this vibrating thought to my mind, and then that starts to create a feeling or an emotion. I start feeling some kind of way about it, and then I start behaving or making decisions because of that thought and that emotion. They're driving my decision-making and my behavior, okay? This has been reinforced, 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 right? But where this became a problem, at least for me, maybe I'm alone in this, but where this became a problem for me was I would keep trying to think higher thoughts, kind of like Peter Pan style. I would keep trying to tell myself, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, right? Where deep down inside, I did not believe that, or I would keep trying to tell myself that I can do this thing. I can do this thing, I can do this thing, but deep down I didn't believe that I was capable. I didn't believe that I had the skills. I didn't believe that I had the tools. I didn't believe that I had the nurturing, the development, the training that I needed in order to do that thing, right? So then what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna go pursue that thing because inherently I don't believe it. So it didn't matter what I was gonna believe, right? My belief was not changing how I felt about something, which still meant that I was going to avoid it, I was going to ignore it, I was gonna procrastinate it, I was going to self-sabotage, okay? Which is a lot of what we talk about over here, how we transform self-sabotage into self-mastery, but we gotta identify the ways that we sabotage and where those are coming from. So what I wanna offer today is that we are full of beliefs. Okay, there's these beliefs that are ingrained inside of us. A lot of times these are subconscious and until they start moving into a conscious level when we become aware of them, we really can't do anything about it. That's when we're operating on autopilot. We're not really self-aware. We're not self-reflective so we can't become more aware. We're sensitive to all the wrong things because we're not sensitive to the spirit of God. But one thing I know, I have always been a deeply feeling and sensitive person. Always. I don't live in the shallow. I live in the deep. However, I lived a majority of my life numb because I was traumatized over and over and over again. So much so that I just thought that was life. Let's just brace ourselves for the next big blow. That was life experience for me, which is where I started future tripping, right? I'm just on another trip, another trip, and I'm planning out all of these worst case scenarios so I can make that blow a little bit less than the last one. And if I can just make it a little bit less than the last one, then I'll be able to make it through this one. And nobody has any clue that I am fighting and fighting and fighting every single day because I think that that is reality. I think that is normal. That is life as I know it. Life is just hard. No. (laughs) And what I didn't realize was I kept reliving experiences because I wasn't examining what was going on in my heart. So it didn't matter. I could move across the country. I could apply for another job. I could go on another adventure of some kind, right? You could be in another relationship. But if you don't see the beliefs that are inside of you, these belief patterns, they are a pattern. Even these trauma patterns, these these hurts, these wounds that are buried deep on the inside of you, if you don't see those, those will inevitably sabotage your promise. So you could have a promise, but never be able to access it. That is the worst thing ever. 
Why? Because there's also this quote that's out there. It says, there's no greater pain than living with an untold story on the inside of you. You never start actually creating and expressing what you're here for because you keep reliving all the things that you don't want to feel, which means you keep reliving them anyway because that is what you're full of. All right, so here it is. It is actually (laughs) a belief that leads to a feeling, lots of feelings, that leads to a thought that often becomes a stronghold, okay, that drives your decision-making and your behaviors. All right, we used to think, yeah, I'll just think a better thought and then I'll feel some kind of way because I'm thinking a better thought and then I'll make better decisions, which I'll then behave better, right? But how many of you have just tried to change your thought? You're like, yeah, I'll just try to like manifest this reality. I'll just try to think all these things that I can think of. But do you believe it though? Do you believe it though? Because if you don't believe it, then you can't have hope. And if you can't have hope, then you can't have faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to inherit some promises. So we have beliefs inherent on the inside of us. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I'm broken. I'm not a good person. I don't make good decisions, right? We've got thoughts like that buried on the inside. And then because we believe those deep on the inside, maybe we don't verbally communicate that, but we believe that deep down on the inside, then these feelings overwhelm us. Feelings of sometimes shame, where you actually are are positioning yourself as an enemy against yourself. Guilt, regret, anxiety, massive amounts of anxiety. When you don't feel capable of of being a powerful person, you are full of anxiety and control. And when you're full of control, then life is always out of control because you just keep looking for things that you can't control, right? So then you're overflowing with all these feelings that lead you just to be stressed and angry and frustrated. And then the thoughts that you think are all over the place. And then your behavior is usually to escape reality, to numb yourself, or super aggressive, usually in the wrong direction, okay? So what I wanna offer today is that you have a belief, which is different than a thought, that is really affecting you emotionally. And those emotions turn into the thought that creates a stronghold. And then that drives your behavior and your decision-making right? Every single day, we are constantly deciding which direction that we're going to go. And the Bible says it this way, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. And when we are naive, when we are unknowledgeable, when we don't have wisdom and understanding, we are usually partnering with the enemy of our soul every day, or he's sowed so many seeds of lies and doubt and fear and security in us that we're just making a mess all by ourselves. We are just sabotaging ourselves all day, every day. And the very things that we desire, we never access. Feels like an awful existence, if you ask me, and ask me how I know. (laughs) So, are you good ground? 
This is the question we have for today. This is the invitation. Are you good ground? And if we don't, if you don't know the answer to that question, we're going to help you answer that today. But we, I know, so back in the day when I was going through a life coaching certification, I, and side note, you can enroll in our life coaching certification in January. So stay tuned. But back in the day when I was going through a certification, we had to do this final project, which was, I guess, in a sense, coming up with the process that you might guide somebody through. So maybe this would be in today's terms, your offer, your model, your program, whatever that might be, right? But back in the day, you know, and I still believe this, I really keep it simple. I keep it simple. So I started talking about, and I didn't know that this was even prophetic because I didn't know God in that way at the time. But I, I started talking about the different phases of development when working with a client. <laughs> so there was like the seedling phase where you're like new to coaching and you're like new to looking inside of yourself, right? And it was going through all of the stages of development that a seed goes through. Okay, so you might start becoming into, you know, there's like this budding phase that can start happening, right? There is a blossoming phase. There is a flourishing phase. There's different phases that you would go, but starting with a seedling. And the profound piece of that is, is that we are actually designed like a garden, right? I wrote about this in believe it was my first book, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, but we're designed like a garden, right? Like there's this secret garden on the inside of us where God meets with us, where he communes with us, where he helps us process, okay? And this isn't often communicated, but as you read your Bible, you can start seeing this, okay? And when you just can entertain this thought that you are made like a garden, then you can start thinking about yourself differently and how to nurture yourself and how to cultivate the qualities that you desire from the inside out, okay? So here is a scripture. You might have heard this before. It says this, many people came to where he was, so he got into a boat and sat down. All the people stood on the land by the water. He taught the people many things by telling them stories. Uh Uh-huh. This is why also (laughs) I am wired. I have this passion, this heart to help you live your most courageous and impactful story. This is why I believe that I was sent to grad school and lived in the world of film production, right? Because God communicates with us through stories, okay? He said, listen, a man went out to sow some seed, Uh uh-huh, okay? As he sowed it, some of the seed fell on the road. Birds came and ate the seed. Some seed fell on stony ground. Not much earth covered the stones. The seed started to grow right away because it was not deep in the ground. When the sun began to shine, it was too hot for the new plants. They died because they had no roots. Great question there. How's your root system? How is your root system? Many people came to where he was, so he got into that boat and sat down, right? So what happens here so far? He sowed, there was a man, he sowed some seed, then the seed fell on the road, birds came to eat it, then some seeds fell on stony ground, but because it was so hot, 
and they had no roots. They were burned up. Then some seed fell among the weeds. The weeds grew up and made the new plants die. Weeds are lies, okay? But some seed fell on good ground. Are you good ground? All right? The seed grew and the plants gave more seed. Some plants gave 30 seeds, some gave 60, and some gave 100. Everyone who has ears, that's y'all, listen. The disciples came to Jesus and asked him, why do you tell the people these stories? It's kind of like, you weirdo, what's happening here? Jesus answered them, you can learn the secret things about the kingdom of heaven, but they cannot learn them. Anyone who already has something will get more and he will get plenty. But he who does not have anything, even the little that he has, will be taken away from him. That is why I tell them stories. They look, but do not see. They listen, but they do not hear or understand. That is what it's like living in the world without God, without rhema word, without revelation, without an understanding of what it is that you're reading. You can read the Bible and you can read it for head knowledge. You can read it to cross off a check on your list just to get it done. I read my 15 minutes today. Or you can read it with Holy Spirit and get fresh revelation knowledge of what that means and what that means for you. Okay? So, for example, I could have read this and be like, yeah, cool. There's just like a guy that's trying to like sow some seed moving on, right? Or I could ask that question to myself, am I good ground and what is a seed? Huh, how do I make sure that I'm actually getting more, that I'm fruitful, right? That's Matthew 13, two through 22, okay? So the soil or the ground, are you ready? It's your heart, okay? And there was types of ground that were mentioned here, right? Stony ground. This is usually when we're living our life numb. Kind of like how I lived my life for a long time. Our hearts were hard. So hard that we couldn't get seed in there, okay? Or if seed get, did get in there, it couldn't flourish, right? There's also the weeds. We could be so full of lies that even if like a truth came and it started to cause the baby to leap, so to speak, inside, we would dismiss it because the lies were stronger than the truth. We'd stored up more lies than more truth in our heart, right? Or there could be this ground, right, where it couldn't even take root because it just fell on the road. So the enemy could easily steal any new truth from us, right? Birds can just come up and eat it. So when you think about these types of ground, they also represent emotion, numbness, anger, fear, right? When you have such a hard heart, you're full of anger. Your heart is not tender to the things of God. It is not sensitive to the things of God. And we can actually pray for God to tenderize our heart. You know, there's other times we're so full of lies, so full of fear, that the weeds choke out the good seed in our life. And just picture seasons like this, all right? You keep doing all the wrong, right things. You keep trying, yeah, but how, how, much, how much of your life is just covered in weeds? Because you could be doing the right things. 
but you got so much of the wrong stuff in your life that the right things can't flourish. This is why even when we talk about the mastermind, there's something to be said about having the right content, the right community, the right structure, the right process, the right lifestyle. It's no small thing. It's leading you somewhere. Okay, so the soil is the heart. The seed, if you're like me and start actually processing the word a little bit different, is the word of God that can become a new belief for you which means it can become something that you believe to be the truth. And then you can feel different than you've ever felt in your life and then make different decisions and behave differently in your life. And the fruit is our behavior or our decisions, okay? So we've got soil, which is our heart. This is where seeds can grow from. So in my coaching program (laughs) where you had this little seedling, The first stage is evaluating your foundation. Do you have the right conditions for a seed to grow? And what the heck does that mean? So that was the first phase of this program, right? Then you move into a budding phase, right? Like maybe you start experiencing some of the right conditions, but like what do you need to start practicing to start making that your new normal? Okay, and then the phases kept going, right? I'd have to look again back at what all the phases were. But you get the idea. The soil is the heart, the seed is the word of God, and the fruit is our behavior or decisions. Okay, so in looking at this, what I started to find out and what started to lead to massive amounts of freedom in my own life, and I see it directly with clients now, is that we've been taught to ignore our emotions. We've been taught to suppress them. A lot of times we've done that just to survive, just to protect ourselves. Right, but in doing that, we shut off the very emotions and the life that we desire to experience just because we're trying to control and protect ourselves the entire way into our future. We wanna make sure that these bad things don't happen to us again, but then bad things just keep happening because it's what we expect, okay? But what this is teaching us is that we can pay attention to our emotions because they reveal what is going on in your heart. So sometimes, and I know when I've gone to therapy, when I've learned different coaching models, when I have experienced different trainings and programs, when people just tell me to think differently, (laughs) right? I would get it. I would get it, but I could never live it. Like, yeah, I guess like that makes sense. Like theoretically, like if I think better, yeah, probably would make better decisions. But how do I start thinking better if I don't actually believe what I'm thinking and I actually feel some kind of way about it? I can't just change my emotion, right? And we can choose emotions, which I didn't learn, but you can. You can actually choose emotions. So for example, in the kingdom of God, as you start getting renewed, right? What starts to happen is you start living in the kingdom every day, which is your home base, your safety and you live in righteousness, peace, and joy. Man, when you start living in righteousness, peace, and joy, you are a different human. A different human, I promise you, right? But that those are emotions. To feel those is emotional. So imagine a majority of humans right now ignore or deny or suppress or repress their emotions. They are not feeling them. They are not processing them. They are ignoring them and running from them and numbing them out. 
Now, if you do that, you shut down your life. So it's not to say that you don't have desires, you don't have dreams, you don't have things that you're going for, but without emotion, you can't get to those things. Okay, so I'm going to unpack why here. Now, you've got to pay attention to your emotions, despite what we've been taught, because your emotions reveal what is going on in your heart. What you are feeling is revealing what you actually believe deep down in your heart. Okay, your mind can think, but deep down in your heart is where you believe stuff. Your heart is this holy of holies. It's this temple where God meets with you. There's this God gap, this place in your life that only you and God meet. Nobody else gets to access that. That is a sacred space. A lot of times, too, when God is revealing stuff to you, it's strictly for you. We like to go share all these things with other people, but a lot of times God just wants it for you. So your heart is this holy of holies where God meets with you. Okay. And if you do a study on if you actually look like a garden on the inside, you do, right? You can actually see a full tree on the inside of your being, right? The actual trunk of the tree is called the vagus nerve. Okay. This is what helps your parasympathetic nervous system to operate. So this often controls your heart, your digestion, your immunity, a lot of the organs in your body. It helps them function optimally as they're designed to. This vagus nerves helps you do that, right? So different things like how we breathe, how we are processing life events, how we are moving around in our environment and adapting to environments, all of that is supported by the parasympathetic nervous system. But then the other (laughs) nervous system that we have is called the sympathetic nervous system. And this is sort of like a vine, okay? It's kind of like a strangling vine. It actually winds itself around your spine, okay? And this gets activated with stress, all right? So it runs through your spinal cord, and the other one, the vagus nerve, runs free at your center. This other this other para, the parasympathetic nervous system is controlled by the vagus nerve that runs through the center of your body. But then the other strangling nerve that starts accessing your sympathetic nervous system runs through your spinal cord. Okay, so why is this important? We have a tree of life literally on the inside of us. We can choose life every single day. Or we have this strangling vine on the inside of us, and they can wrestle back and forth, which actually then affects our decision-making and our behavior, okay? So when we're asked, will you choose life or death? Often we choose death because we're desperate for control. We have normalized living from stress. That has become our normal. When that strangling vine, right, that sympathetic nervous system, that is only supposed to get activated when we are truly in a life or death situation. And we have to not go to sleep. (laughs) We have to not ignore this. We have to do something. We have to slam on our brakes when we're driving a car. We have to run away from an animal 
that is threatening to kill us and destroy us, right? We have to protect a child, right? The sympathetic nervous system comes into play when life or death situations are happening, but we have made it our normal to live from that, which just think about this for a second. When you are stressed, when you are overwhelmed, when you are tired, when you are irritable, when you are moody, do you make good sound decisions? Are you proud of your behavior when you're always stressed out? Are you a high functioning human when you're under the influence of stress? Likely the answer is no. When we get back to this place of safety, right? Then we can make good decisions, accurate decisions. And we can do that consistently when we are safe on the inside. We're meant literally to simply believe However, we have to acknowledge that we've got a lot of beliefs. We have an entire belief system, especially pre-God, right? Before we give our relationship, before we give our life over to Christ, right? We've got a lot of beliefs that don't serve us, okay? So this tree in your body is a decision tree, let's say, right? This starts with a belief and it's based on what you already believe. So you've got to check out the belief that is in there whenever you're thinking about a topic let's say that you want to make a decision on there is actually something called a decision tree okay so a lot of times we think that the decisions tree starts with a question to a question to a question to a question right that leads to answers that leads to a decision that leads to a behavior right but this this decision tree doesn't actually start with a question it starts with a belief it's based on what you already believe. So you've got to be- check on what you believe before you start asking questions because otherwise you could still answer it but still be going in a direction that you want don't want to go, okay? So let's say that you want to make a decision about getting married, right? Well, if you have this core belief that you're out of time, that you're not worthy, that you better hurry up and get married because this might be the last chance that you have, you might make that decision to get married, but that could totally be the wrong person for you, but you made it based on a belief that did not serve you, and now you're gonna have the fruit of that, right? We get the fruit of what we believe, okay? Because we always make decisions based on what we believe. So when people say you get what you tolerate, yeah, that's mostly true based on what you believe. So we've got to stand on a belief that matters, and then we'll make the right decision every time. And when we try to make a decision that's based on an outcome or based on something that could go wrong. So when I talk about future tripping, a lot of times that's anxiety and that's looking at the future without God in it. So if you're trying to make decisions without God showing up, you're probably gonna be controlling and manipulative and try to just make sure that you are in control really of every circumstance in your life. And inherently you know that you're not. So seeds, in this case, the word of God, is activated by the soil that they're in, okay? So to get a fruitful life, you have to recognize where you are emotionally and what's going on in your heart. You can't afford to ignore this, right? So how you increase your capacity is how you start evaluating what's going on in your heart. This guard your heart principle is really deep, okay? So you've got to start taking a look at what are you currently good ground for? Are you good ground for abuse? Are you good ground for manipulation and control? Are you good ground for fear? 
Are you good ground for anxiety? Are you good ground for chaos? Are you good ground for drama and gossip? Hmm. <laughs> Are you good ground for thriving? Are you good ground for health? Are you good ground for energy and vibrance? Are you good ground for creativity? Are you good ground for leadership? Are you good ground for parenting? Are you good ground for service? Are you good ground for business management? Are you good ground? Are you good ground? What are you good ground for? Nothing happens in our life when our emotions are heavy. Hope is a feeling first that dares to believe again. What's going on with you emotionally will impact what seeds wake up on the inside of you, right? You've got these beliefs on the inside of you. And what is going on with you emotionally will impact what seeds you wake up, what you reinforce. So the good news is, no matter if you've got this like great parasympathetic nervous system going in your body where you are actually regulated, as the world is talking about right now, right? I'm focusing on getting a regulated nervous system. That's great. (laughs) There's a lot of ways to do that. One of them is having a relationship with God, which we'll talk about here in a second, right? But we've lived with a nervous system that can't function, and then we wonder why our body is starting to malfunction, right? So Jesus wants to replace the vine. What does he say? He says, I am the true vine, Uh uh-huh, and my father is the gardener. Let's go, God. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Woof! With every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Listen, you are good ground if you are God's child, right? And you are. He says, remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. There's your key. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's stop trying that. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch, that strangly branch, that strangly vine that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John 15, one through seven. Here's the reality. We need God's word in us because his word are seeds. His word is life. His word creates safety in our system. We are designed to live on it. Daily bread brings life to me. It allows us to produce or even reproduce things that have died. A weed seed, right, comes up in the lies you believe. When the soil loses nutrients, right, your heart, when it loses love, weeds wake up. The most important nutrient to your heart is love. 
And when love drains, fear becomes present. And when fear is what's dominating your heart, it causes you to believe all of the wrong things. It causes you to feel some of the most intense emotions, right? Where you think that you are literally dying. And it causes you to behave all sorts of crazy and make the worst decisions. Every time you have to make a difficult, a difficult decision, every time, here's what you can do. This is what I like doing. I often, I've called this before a soul scan, okay? And I recommend doing this all the time because this is the one of the ways that you can get honest with yourself and honest with God and therefore honest with other people, right? But every time you have to make a difficult decision, don't just go make that decision, especially if you are pressured, if you are feeling really anxious or stressed out, do not make that decision. Let emotions subside, then decide, right? But sit quietly and just recognize how you feel, okay? So this scripture that tells us, be still and know, it's like, hey, <laughs> first of all, recognize that you're not, you're not alone, like I'm with you, one. Two, start recognizing how you've been living, like what is actually going on on your insides. Take a look at that. Breathe, let your breath stabilize for a second. A lot of times when we're in stress, we're not breathing. <laughs> we have very shallow breathing, not deep breathing. We're not calm, right? We're just rushing, rushing, rushing all the time. Usually if we're doing that, then our brain is going everywhere. We don't even know what we're thinking. Our brain is just thinking all the things and it's not being regulated. Our emotions are all over the place that we haven't figured out what is the main emotion that is actually coming from our heart, which is revealing what we truly, deeply believe. Okay, so when you sit, this is no small thing, okay? And it took me a very long time to learn how to do this because we're not necessarily wired to do this in the culture that we live in. But every time you have to make a difficult decision, sit quietly and figure out how you feel. I don't care if this has to be in your car. Often that's where it was for me in my life because of everything that it was full of, I had to just go and sit in my car. But I would sit and I would always have a journal with me. I'd always have a devotional with me somewhere, the word of God somewhere, but I would just sit, just sit. We've been taught to ignore how we feel, but how we feel determines what beliefs we awaken. You're full of beliefs that are dormant on the inside of you, just like you're full of potential hidden in an earthen vessel. That's you, right? What we believe, right, is everything. And how we feel determines what we're going to activate that's hidden down there as dormant potential. So just start scanning your body. It's one of the quickest ways to start allowing yourself to assess how you feel. Your body won't lie to you. You might feel some tightness in your shoulder area or your neck. You might feel some tightness in your belly. You might feel some stiffness in your back. You might feel like a choking sensation in your throat. You might feel really shallow breathing, but start scanning your body. You might feel soreness in your muscles, but it'll show you how you feel when you start taking a look at what's going on in your body, right? And as you're scanning, you can start then thinking about what you've been thinking about. What have you been thinking? What have you been feeling? What is actually going on in your heart? What is stored up there based on what you're feeling? 
right? So as you're sitting there, you can see based on the fact, right, that I am feeling this way, I must be believing this, right? So if I'm feeling really frustrated, if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I could sit there and be like, what is this frustration? What is this overwhelm? What are these feelings revealing that I have in my heart? Oh, I believe that I'm not worthy. I believe that this this thing that I'm working on isn't working. I'm believing that I'm not worthy of this dream or this desire that I have. Right? That's why I'm driving so hard. That's why I'm trying to force this outcome or make this thing happen. But that's really very interesting for me because unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. And so if I'm not right flowing in step with the spirit i'm not going to produce the fruit that the spirit produces in my life fear is never a firm foundation and unless the lord builds the house it will crumble you might get somewhere you might even drive yourself straight into that outcome that you think you want but getting yourself there and staying there are two totally different things and sometimes god lets us have what it is that we think we want just so we'll see that's actually not it. So once you know what seeds have been activated in you that are creating these feelings, you'll know what shifts to make. So this isn't based on like, what am I thinking? This is based on what have I been feeling? My feeling reveals what is going on in my heart. I feel scared. I feel unqualified. I feel unworthy. I feel afraid of rejection. I feel sad. I feel lonely. I feel disconnected. This is where you can get honest about what is actually going on in your heart. If you leave it to just thoughts alone, you don't get anywhere. You still prevent yourself from feeling. So feelings are in charge of thoughts because when I feel unworthy, I start thinking all sorts of things, usually to create a case for how unworthy I am. If I feel doubtful, usually I come up with all of the scary things that confirm a case for my doubt. If I feel unworthy, usually I start justifying why that is so with my thinking. But if you can feel what you feel, you can see what you've activated from your heart. And then you can choose to shift it. Feelings are in charge of thoughts. You can't distract yourself into making the right decisions. Have you tried? That don't work. Thoughts don't create feelings. Beliefs do. Process how you feel. Process what's been activated in you. When we are sad, we need connection. When you are afraid, you need encouragement. You need to encourage your heart. When you are lonely, you need presence. Often it's the presence of God, but we also are designed for each other. We need the presence of other people in our lives. When we are angry, we need to remind ourselves of our worth, of our value. We are valuable. And it's not right 
to not be valued, right? So what boundaries do we need to protect the valuable thing? Take care of the soil of your heart. It will lead you into better spaces and places. You've got to feel through things. Don't think through them. You've got to feel through them. We've had definitely a culture that has bashed emotions, right? We've just tried to manage minds and mental health, but we can't do that separate from emotional health or even physical health. They are all connected. The emotion of fear, this is going to be wild for somebody, the emotion of fear is not the same as being possessed by a spirit of fear. There's a foreboding spirit, but the emotion of fear is not the same thing. Emotions are not spirits, okay? We can actually, if we can start processing our emotions, we can make decisions from a sound emotional place or state. When our emotions are stable, they help us feel safe and get our needs met. And when we feel safe, we can think and make wise decisions. When we ignore how we feel, we ignore right, what is going on on the inside of us, but it's actually still there even if we ignore it. And that is still the very thing that it's guiding our thinking into chaos. So an example of this, you could desire a new, high-functioning, healthy, beautiful partnership. But if you still believe that you are broken, that you are unworthy, that you are not worthy of love, that everybody rejects and abandons you, that dysfunction is normal, That is what you will meet human after human. You've got to check in with how you feel. When we ignore it, it is still there and it is still driving us straight into places and situations that we are not meant for. You have been designed miraculously by God. But it is high time that you start listening to your heart, which means you start feeling your emotions. If you can't feel it, It won't be healed. You have to feel it to heal it. You can't fix what you won't face. So you got to listen to your heart. Get still. Be still and know. Feel the emotion. Feel the emotion. And then start seeing what seed, right, has been activated in there and start sowing or awakening the right seed. This is why we need the right seed. When we feel something, it's almost like purifying our heart. When we start to feel it, right, it's no longer this dormant thing that's driving our behavior, right? It's not this thing that's numbing ourselves out. We can start to feel it and understand it and process it and see what we've been ignoring or running from. And then we can awaken the right seed. We can renew the truth on the inside of us. We can sow what is right on the inside of us and activate the right seed and then trust God with the outcome. Okay, a lot of times the world talks about reverse engineering. I'm going to go make this outcome happen. Well, if you are believing the wrong things and not feeling what's actually up for you, that's probably not going to work so well. So we need to start learning how we can move from power instead of control, okay? Power means I have the capacity to influence or affect these things, and control is I will try to limit these things that I can't affect. And God is not limited 
in any way. God isn't trying to control you. He's trying to empower you. So we've got to start when you are actually feeling your emotions, start identifying seeds that are there, right? Replace these seeds with the word of God, right? So we've got these seeds in our heart, okay? And remember, our heart is the soil, okay? Our heart is the soil, The seed is a word, right, that becomes a belief. So the word of God can become our new belief system, okay? That's why we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. The fruit is the behavior or the decisions that we make because of that new belief. But when you start feeling your emotions, you start seeing what you believe in your heart. And out of the heart, right, flow all the issues of life. So you start seeing, are there any issues that need to be addressed in my heart. So start identifying some seeds, right? These are seeds that start awakening death in your life. That little strangler vine in your system that just starts putting you in that sympathetic nervous system where you're constantly living in chaos and stress. I'm damaged. There's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm a bad person. I'm a disappointment. I'm a failure. Okay? But the true vine, the tree of life means that you sow good seed into your seed bank. I can heal. I'm worthy. I'm lovable. I'm smart. I'm smart enough. I have what I need. I do matter. I'm strong. I'm wise. I make good decisions. I'm a good person. I'm better than I have been. I'm powerful. Okay. You can actually, when you can feel what's wrong, you can start feeling what's right. Your heart and emotional life come into alignment with declarations of truth. So when we say with the God's Vibes Mastermind that we are sending you a 52-card declaration deck, we are giving you declarations of truth. Start jump-starting that process. What a gift. God will give you emotional shifts with him that will shift what you are fertile for. That's what he will do. God loves you and he will continue to give you good things, but you've got to get emotional, which feels widely uncomfortable for most people, wildly uncomfortable. You need God's seeds of truth in your bank to trump the lies, to trump the poor conditioning, the belief patterns that don't serve you. And God will give you these emotional shifts. It's encounters with God, right? The kingdom is not by talk. It's not about talk. It's about power. The Bible tells us that the kingdom is not talk, but power. And God will give you encounters, emotional shifts with him that will shift what you are fertile for. I know when I first turned my life over to God, I started crying for the first time in my life. It started as kind of like slow crying (laughs) every now again to full on wailing sobs that I had never heard myself make before. But God was giving me encounters with him that were purifying my heart. Alone in this condo that I was living in, I was bawling my eyes out just with God. He was giving me these encounters with him that were healing my heart. This is not head knowledge, but power. And we've got to connect to the true vine. We've got to get connected with him so that he can heal what is happening on our insides. And to truly then realize as we're being healed that we are 
truly, fearfully, and wonderfully made. We can start believing God's truth when he starts actually getting inside our heart. When he becomes what we're full of, we can start believing what he believes. We can start doing what he says we will do. We can start being like him in all we think, say, and do. We can have a different reality entirely. We are not bound. Psalm 51.10 is one that I pray often and one that I was praying all the time. I had the awareness to know that my heart was sick and that that was my biggest barrier in life. I kept pursuing things, achieving things, actually doing really well in them, but feeling wildly unfulfilled, being taken advantage, being used by people, not loved by them, but used for the encouragement, for the coaching, for the joy, for the goodness that I could offer, but not being loved for who I am. And if I had a need, nobody was there to support me in that need. So I knew that I had things going on in my heart that continued to allow me to live these patterns of overcompensating or people-pleasing or codependency or, or serving people to a fault and not having boundaries, right? So this scripture says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. What a promise. I don't even think we know sometimes we're praying. We probably don't. <laughs> but as God encounters us, we start to get it. Our, starts, our heart starts to get invaded, right? Our heart is invaded with his love. So to me, right, like I had a lot of shatters and breaks and tears and ruptures in my heart. And God had to fully break it and just to st- restore, like just fully break my heart to create in me a new heart, a pure heart. And that's what actually led me to him. And when that happens, your heart is good ground for the truth, right? When my heart was fully, finally shattered, right? There was a bunch of just breaks and ruptures over time, but when it was just fully broken, like it's like if you've ever had a sprain versus fully breaking something, usually that sprain is an ongoing problem. But if you have a full break, you usually can have it heal fully. It's wild how that happens, but it was kind of going on with my heart. There was a lot of ruptures and a lot of sprains and a lot of things happening that it took a full break. One that I had zero clue how to actually navigate through. I was broken, 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 but it let me see all of the brokenness was there that was there. And then I was helpless or powerless to do anything. So it was only God that could get me out of that level of pain, right? And so he created After destroying this heart, right, allowing that to be destroyed, he gave me this new heart that was good ground for the truth. I had a desire to read the word. I had a desire to learn how to pray. I had a desire to know God. I had a desire to live from a greater place of peace, joy, contentment. I I desperately wanted to believe that that was possible, that I didn't have to play God in my life or figure it all out because that was exhausting. And I couldn't do it, right? But I had to be honest about that. And as God started to show me the level of pain, the level of trauma, the level of sadness, 
the level of loneliness, the level of lack of safety that I was living with as my normal, that's where that groaning, that wailing came from. My heart was broken out over that, but then God could finally heal it because I was finally honest. So you can allow his wonderful new to grow you, but you've got to get it. There's some things that will not happen in your life, even when you have the promise, but you don't have the keys. Your emotions are not something to ignore. They are beautiful gifts that can drive you straight to your savior. They will reveal what is happening in your heart so that you can actually shift from there so that you can then think the right thoughts, make sound decisions, and behave as one who is loved, fully seen, fully guided, fully supported. It's a very different reality. Just living as a orphan versus a son or a daughter are two different operating systems. And when you start to see what you've been feeling that is revealing your heart, you can get honest with that about God and he can help you shift. And what I'll tell you is that keys are often hidden in secret places that will unlock you in your destiny. I said that at the top of this podcast. Why? Because that's often what it takes. We have to acknowledge and be sensitive to where God is leading us. We have a podcast episode coming up where it's going to be a lot of people sharing their experiences from the mastermind. What's interesting if you listen is a lot of them have zero clue how they got here. They're like, I found your podcast. I finally read an email from you. I didn't even know I was on your email list, but I finally read (laughs) an email from you. I, you know, saw how you coached that person and their life was transformed. I saw and witnessed this relationship that you have with God and I thought, man, maybe that Maybe that could be possible for me. I can feel like this this joy on you that you're not faking, that you're not lying, and I want that. Like, how do I how do I get that? How do I have this peace even when life is hard? How do I be proud of myself and how I walk through really hard things that they don't destroy me, but I get better because of them? How do I do that? How do I actually have the the guts, the courage to go for this dream that's in my heart? Like, I see you. You're out here. You're doing that. Like, how do I do that? You've got to risk. you got to be willing to do the work. What I'll tell you is the God's Vibes Mastermind, I've told you before, it is not a program. It's an invitation to a new lifestyle where you get to lay a hold of the promise and the promises that are on your life. And that starts with a change from the inside out. The mastermind is all about inner mastery. It's about increasing your capacity so that God can truly enlarge your territory. So what I want to offer today is what if there's a different fight? We always think that it's got to be physical. We got to look powerful. We got to look intimidating. But ultimately on the inside, we don't believe that we are. That's why we're acting like that, right? The people that are all like big and buff and in your face and trying to like prove something. Yeah, you don't feel big, buff and tough and real on the inside. You actually feel wildly insecure 
afraid, and intimidated. And when you get honest, you'll actually change your life, right? So what if there's a different fight? It's not this like physical, forceful, controlling fight. It's an inner fight that will empower the outer fight. Because the truth is, what a lot of people don't clap about, what a lot of people don't preach or teach about, is that it takes work to be you. That doesn't happen as your default setting. Have you noticed? Our default setting leads us straight into destruction. If you're a human, there's beliefs on the inside of you that are not fruitful. But when you can feel and see what is happening on the inside of you and be courageous enough to do that work, that's why we have Courage Co. This is not for wimps. The faith walk is no joke. Working on yourself is no joke. Having the courage and the audacity to actually start changing your life is no small thing. It's hard work to be you. But man, when you do it with other people that are doing that work and you start seeing testimonies of how God's moving in their life, when you actually get some tools and some strategy that are keys that unlock you and your destiny, you start moving different, you start feeling different, you start thinking different, you start becoming different, you start creating different, and soon, often in an accelerated way over here, you start experiencing things that are beyond what you thought was possible for you. The God's Wise Mastermind is an invitation to be an example of what's possible with God, not you. This is not a self-made journey. This is not about hustling. This is not about 10xing, whatever you think you got a 10x. This isn't about that. This is about actually getting honest about what is happening intimately on the inside of you. It's not becoming your authentic self because that doesn't make you whole. But it's about following an authentic savior who does make you whole. Because when you are whole, you are a different person and you create flourishing conditions, not just in you, but all around you. And that's what you're here for, right? The world is in dire need of hope. And that means the world is in dire need of hope. So I encourage you to get your hopes up, to believe that it's not random that you're listening to this episode, to believe that it's not even me that's talking to you, that this message isn't just a nice sounding message. This is an invitation and to have the courage to do something about it. I hope this message is giving you different perspective about your emotions so you can get honest about what's going on in your heart. When we're just dealing with thoughts, we're missing it. When we only deal with what's going on mentally, we're not dealing with the real source of all of our issues, which is our heart. Out of the heart flow all of the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So sometimes what you're talking about reveals where you're at emotionally as well. So start paying attention. Next time you have to make a big decision, get still. Get still. Feel what you're feeling. Let that reveal the shift 
that needs to be made and awaken that seed. Sow the word of God in your heart. When your heart is open for it, that's when you can sow it, when your heart is open for it. So sow that word into your heart and trust God with the outcome. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. The God's Vibes Mastermind is open for enrollment if you want to join us. This could feel very much like a sacred family that you didn't know that you needed, for sure. There's so many keys in there, I promise you, that have the power to unlock you and your destiny. And you're worthy of that investment. You can enroll www.courageco.org. This is the last chance to get in there. (laughs) So I really would not hesitate. Make sure you get plugged in. Share this with a friend who you think that this would be a gift for. If you're also inspired, you can sew into Courage Co. And that goes straight towards scholarships or giving somebody access to the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So I can put a link in the show notes as well if you want to sew into somebody's scholarship. All right. Until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that, a community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. 
gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.